If you are a veteran and have filed a VA disability claim and have been denied, have received a low rating, or you're unsure how to get started, reach out to us. Go to vacifree30.com linked in our show notes and take advantage of a free VA claim discovery call. Learn what you've been missing so you can finally get the disability rating and compensation you deserve. Welcome back, Mill Spouses, to a very special episode of Mill Spouse House. So with summer coming up and some big changes happening in my life in particular, (laughs) we are closing out the first season of Mill Spouse House and wrapping up what we kind of started in the beginning. We have Gosh, I think about 33 episodes. Let me check that number. I think it's around 30. Yeah, let's see. That's so crazy because we record one a week. And to think that we've done this for so long, 30 weeks, that's, oh, man. Well, so yeah, we've done 32. This is 33. So yeah. 33 weeks worth of content. Yeah. I've learned a lot. Same here. I've learned about a lot of organizations that have like really excited me. I like, especially like the canine episode we did learning about organizations that reunite canine vets with their handlers. Yeah. I've actually followed them. I can't remember if I followed them on Instagram or Facebook, but I followed one of their social media accounts and they, yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep track of them because yeah, I mean, there's lots of videos on like reuniting service members and dogs and those ones, oh, those ones always get me. I'm going to miss this time with you, Erin, and I know we already talked about we're going to have to get together (laughs) when, you know, once a week to stay in touch. And Yeah, so I guess some big news that we'll tell our listeners is that my husband and I are gearing up to go back to America, and it's still a little bit ways away, but as a lot of you mill spouses know, you know, a big move back to the homeland takes a lot of planning and takes a lot of moving parts to come together in order to do, especially, <laughs> you know, I'm sure moving kids is really tough, but I, but moving animals is like just so confusing and, and so stressful and there's lots of moving parts with that so yeah we're gonna oh my gosh um, will you have to quarantine again I don't think so so that's good good. you know we we have survived the pandemic through this podcast (laughs) yes that's so true I knock on wood but I feel like at least in the states it's really calming down yeah, it's really calm down. calm down here too. But yeah, so, you know, we're just going to kind of close out the first season of Mill Spouse House with this episode and, you know, spend time with our families this summer and move and do lots of big life-changing things. Yeah, see what happens from there. But it's been so much fun doing this with you molly and like getting to know you through this podcast because i don't know if a lot of our listeners know but really the first time we had a discussion over a call was 
saying, hey, let's do this podcast. We both work at the same company. We're both mill spouses or former mill spouse, vet spouse. And like, let's do this together. And literally the first episode is like us getting to know each other. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, I I remember that. Actually, you popped in to my training when I first got hired into VACI. You did a portion of like our training. And that was the first time that we had officially met. But I was also like, you know, very new to the company. And it it was a couple of months before we reconnected for the podcast. But but yeah, oh my gosh, so much has changed since Mm. first starting it as well. We've been through so much together. (laughs) Yeah, we really have. I mean, there's been a lot of stuff that has gone on in both of our lives that we've really leaned on each other for. And it's been awesome to find, you know, my mill spouse battle buddy, something we encourage our listeners to do all the time. And and it's been fun to like kind of watch this friendship blossom over something mm-hmm. that's recorded. Like it's recorded and that's so cool. I know that it has helped a few of you because we've gotten some responses back and that really touches my heart that that's some of you care so much about what we're talking about that you write in. So yeah, that's, Mm -hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. So if we are your battle buddies, I encourage you to go out and, and either find one digitally like Aaron and I, you know, online somewhere, you know, reach out to somebody if you're on the opposite side of the world, Aaron and I are perfect examples that, you know, you don't have to be in the same town, country, on the same side of the planet to to be each other's battle buddies. You know, that's the beautiful thing about technology these days is it really does help connect people of all walks of life. You know, so if you if you need a battle buddy while, you know, while we're away, Definitely don't be afraid to reach out to somebody, you know, and start up your journey and make sure that you have your support system. Yeah. And, you know, it's so funny. I feel like a lot of times military spouses make like really great friends with somebody like two months before they leave. And that's definitely that definitely has happened to me recently with my neighbors. I adore them. But that's why like staying in touch is so important. Even after I get done tomorrow with work, I have a call with a male spouse I met here that already has gone back to America. And, you know, we're just, we're we're such a unique community that goes through such unique things that a lot of people in our own families don't understand. It's such a big thing to do on your own, you know, like without any, any real help without any assistance. Like me and my husband are making all these decisions on our own. And it's nice to already have a friend that's done this that I can go to and talk to and be like, how was it adjusting back to America? Like what did, what kind of things did you notice? What should I like be prepared for? And so it's important for you guys to stay connected and join some of these groups. I'm on Reddit (laughs) And I've joined a few subreddits of mill spouses and I've joined a few Facebook groups of mill spouses like that aren't even at the military installation that I'm at that are like worldwide. And you realize as you start to read those things and what people are saying that other people have the same problems that you do. 
Mm-hmm. I remember Molly. I remember you last episode talking about missing the call from Basic, mm-hmm. and I had literally that morning read some girl talking about missing the call from Basic. No one else is going to understand that feeling. Mm-hmm. Other no, than my the- roommate, <laughs> literally thought that someone had died with my reaction. <laughs> like silly things, or not so silly things. You know, it's just I would have loved for someone in that moment or even after it to be like, I know it's tough right now. I know what you're going through, but it's going to be okay. He's okay. Mm -hmm. You're okay. He's going to call again. You know, it just might not be, you know, for a couple more days or weeks, like, but he's safe. That's the, that's the biggest thing is you would know if he wasn't safe, you know, he's Mm -hmm. safe where he is now, which is the nice thing about basic versus a deployment is that, you know, that they're, relatively safe at basic you know they might not be very happy with what they're doing I think the first letter I got from my husband told me that he's like I've never sat in crisscross applesauce for so many hours consecutively in my life he's like I really didn't think that I could stand up when they like when they asked me to stand up because they do they just there's so many things that they have to go through medical shots you know and they they really do break them down mentally and physically <laughs> welcome to the military let's sit in apple crisscross applesauce on you know cement floors for hours on end and not be able to talk to anyone he's like the weirdest thoughts went through my head <laughs> but it's just like you, you can't even fathom that like nowhere else is that normal than military no and nowhere else is it normal that like my husband will randomly come home and be like oh did i tell you i had an anthrax shot yesterday <laughs> I was like, yeah no did i tell you i had a tuberculosis shot and it made my arm bubble up i'm like no. <laughs> i heard no? that there's one that they give uh, like in your butt cheek that is like a delayed reaction i can't remember what it was there's one of them. If service members, my husband will probably tell me when he gets home, but there is one that they give in like the butt cheek and it's like <laughs> such a delayed reaction. You know how sometimes when you get like a shot, it like stings or burns. This one is like a delayed burn and no one expects it. And so the nurses find it funny because they're like hopping around and like, cause their butts on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask my husband about that one. He's not telling me about that one. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. But those things, those things, like if, if Aaron didn't know what I was talking about, like they wouldn't be as funny or, you know, it wouldn't be, this wouldn't work with someone that was in the military versus wasn't in the military. Like I'm sure that we would still be friends, but in terms of, you know, bouncing ideas off of each other, reminiscing on what, you know, things happen or, you know, me supporting you through this move in any way that I can, like it just, no one knows better than a military spouse. And exactly. so if we are your only military spouses that you hear from, I highly encourage you to find your Aaron, find your Molly, find your battle buddy, because it's it's not fun and not, I don't, I, you know, it's not healthy to do it alone, you know? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a lot. And, 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 you know, I, I am a person that, like, I can become a loner, like, fairly quickly. And I think through talking with you and, and doing this podcast, I've I've 
opened up a lot more to the idea of making friends. Because I mean, honestly, it, it can be intimidating when you're like, I'm going to make these friends and then I'm just going to leave and I'm mm-hmm. not going to see them again. And just like we've said, like, it just goes beyond that. Like you can have a bond beyond that military installation that you're on with that person. And gosh, I've just learned so many things through this. I, I would love to ask you, what was your favorite episode that we've done? The one that comes to mind is me freaking you out about my birth story. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite because I, I love talking about pregnancy and birth and it just comes so easily to me Yikes. and to get your reaction. <laughs> that was probably one of one of my favorite <laughs> ones just because yes, it wasn't necessarily about military, but it was just so funny to to see your reactions and your questions were so spot on with someone that doesn't do as much research as, you know, or it doesn't have individuals in their lives that are going through it. And yeah, again, it, it, that was a that was a fun one. Yeah, I have a friend that recently told me like, her like stomach fell when she had her baby. And I was like, what do you mean? And like, Everything uh, like, shifts. Everything moves. Everything. I was like, oh if my you gosh. think, if you think, think if you that. like look at, there are some. Cr- okay, maybe Aaron, don't Google it. But if anyone else <laughs> is curious, <laughs> Google like literally. You could probably Google where do my organs go when when I when I'm pregnant. You know, and it's like there is like literally, of course, with technology these days, there are like like videos like animated videos of like where everything goes and then it it actually makes a lot of sense why the symptoms of like the pregnancy symptoms make more sense when you can see it visually Mm. because like acid reflux everything is getting Mm. pushed up like your diaphragm why is why is it so hard to breathe well (laughs) your lungs can't expand fully (laughs) why do I have to pee all the time because the baby is literally on your bladder. Like it, it just, it, all the pregnancy symptoms make sense. So if you are pregnant and wondering about a pregnancy symptom and the reason for it, I highly recommend you just go look at it. Cause yeah, it's, it's crazy. That is wild. I'm going to look up and see what episode that is that we did. Let's see. Oh yeah. I was going to scroll through. Is it, pre- is it, was it, a, it may have been pregnancy drama. I'm not sure. I don't know if that's when we talked about it or not, but yeah, no, I remember that. <laughs> I was literally thinking the other day, I was like, you know what? Maybe one day we'll want a baby. And then like, I talked to my friend about her stomach falling and I was like, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> I really have a lot of respect for you mothers out there. I really, really do. Yes. In- Episode 10 pregnancy drama. That's that's the one. And it makes me like think about so we have a nephew that we've never even met because we've been over here. He he literally was born the day we got to quarantine in Korea. So it's like so crazy. So like we're going to meet our nephew for the first time, which is wild. And I have another nephew that he turns four this year. So the last time I saw him, he was like so small and barely talking and now I watch videos I'm like that is a little boy like he's a he's a grown boy yeah my husband literally (laughs) said that to me the other day because I was holding our four-year-old and she I mean I'm a pretty small person (laughs) so it shouldn't shock me all that much but she like when I was holding her like her legs were like down they were like past my knees and I was like holding her 
and my husband's just like she like she's she's perfect for her age like she's size wise but like she just looks massive when you're holding her like that but I think it's also because he remembers like when she was you know my one-year-old's yeah (laughs) size or like an infant you know it's just so crazy how fast they grow but yeah she's for sure a little human a little little four-nager four-nager no teenager stuck in a four-year-old's body (laughs) but that'll be so nice for you to meet them what was your favorite episode I really enjoyed having Virginia on and hearing the perspective of a female combat veteran. I, I thought that was really fascinating. And hearing her story with PTSD and then hearing how she kind of took that PTSD and turned it into wanting to help other people with PTSD. And I really found her story really interesting. I always loved having Kayla on. I think she's an awesome person and she's, you know, become like a friend to us. I've loved interviewing our guests. I think that that's really been fun. But like my favorite episode between me and you, gosh, I really, really, really enjoyed talking about like pulling yourself out of the darkness. And so we have an episode called How to Pull Yourself Out of the Darkness. And I think like that was just at a time where I needed to to talk about things and using this podcast to kind of like flesh out a few of my thoughts. And I think it was pretty helpful and I hope it was helpful to other people too, because yeah, it can be easy to, for us mill spouses to do, to kind of go towards the negative thoughts and kind of be scared or tent. And when you ruminate on all of those things, how they can kind of build up and fester and, and they get in the way of your relationships and the relationships with your kids, relationships with your spouse, family members and everything. And so it's something that I think we should always be mindful of is like constantly trying to do what is best for you. Yeah. I liked the episode where we talked about boundaries and just saying no to things and making sure that you are taking care of yourself and not taking the burden on if it's not needed. I really liked that one. I learned, I didn't learn that one while my husband was in service, unfortunately, but I I learned it a few years after and I'm still actively working on that. That's yeah. definitely something that will need constant and diligent <laughs> thought on You know, it's one of those hard ones that you constantly have to remind yourself like, oh, wait, I can say no to that, you know, or I I should say no to that, even though I want to say yes to that. You know, those situations will always, always come up, whether you're a male spouse or not. Yes. I also that you saying like saying no to things like also sparks in my head the episode where we talk about like how to work remotely and how like you as a spouse, if you want to, can have a career. So it's not only saying no to things that you don't have to do if you don't want to do them or you don't have the capacity to do, but also saying yes to the things that inspire you and you're, you are passionate about or you're motivated to do. So I, I think that's really important. I'm, ve- I'm very passionate about male spouses figuring out how to have a career of their own if they want one. Because it's so dang hard 
It's hard to get hired when you're a male spouse. Thought it would be easy. Thought it would be like, oh, the army will help me. No, they won't. They'll they'll help you with your resume if you want help with that. But like in yeah. terms, <laughs> they'll teach you how to interview if you want, if you want to go to those classes. But, you know, you got to find your own way. And I remember back in El Paso, like being told, oh, you're not going to be here long. I think we're going to pass. And I could have just been defeated and not continued to find something that I was passionate about doing and just kind of settled. But I just felt so determined to like prove kind of everyone wrong that being a mill spouse wasn't giving up on all of my dreams too. It was maybe shifting them to be like a little bit different, but you don't have to abandon your dreams. It may take a little longer to get there, but you can get there. You just got to be creative about it. Yeah. And you ended up finding a company that actually one worked with you, but it was a benefit to the company that you are a military spouse, you know, like, you know, finding the right company, the right fit, the right community that understands. And honestly, it's probably one of the, one of the reasons that they wanted to hire you. Veterans helping veterans, you know, is, is one of our slogans. And so that's, that's definitely a benefit. So not getting too beat down on those companies that see you as a military spouse as a bad thing and finding the ones that are going to celebrate that and hire you because of that. Those are the ones that you need to find, but they're not just going to find you. You're really going to have to, you know, find it. Well, and here's the thing that a lot of people need to remember about when you're going for a job somewhere, you not only need to be a good fit for that company, but that company needs to be a good fit for you. You know, you're interviewing them just as much. It's a match. You want it to be a match. And I also want to say, as you were talking, it kind of popped in my head that, you know, if you can't find a place that is going to hire you or maybe you don't have enough experience to really express that, express your gifts and show that you are talented and you have the skills, volunteer You can learn so much through volunteering. Volunteer at the USO. Volunteer for events on your military's installation. Get event planning experience. Become Um, the ombudsman. Become the ombudsman. Or that support person or whatever that is called at your installation. Each command should have one. Yeah, and it's not just about when you're interviewing somewhere. It's not just about your paid experience. It's your experience, So if you are helping these other organizations or you're volunteering, if you're organizing, say, a food drive, that takes planning, that takes skill, that takes organization. Those are all things that you can apply to other fields of work or other opportunities. I think that's one of the hardest conversations and topics that we have as military spouses because The military spouse community is underemployed. It can be so overwhelming and so hard and so intimidating, but I don't believe that it has to be. Mm -mm. And especially now, everyone knows now that people can work remotely. 
Yeah. I mean, that's one of I the biggest <laughs> positives about COVID was, was yeah. just, we're finally using this technology that's been here for years. Like who knew that like almost every job, I say almost, cause there are definitely those jobs still that you need to go into work, like the factory jobs and the healthcare, of course. Right. But there are so many jobs that used to be like mandatory in office that they're like, wow, we're still functioning perfectly fine with everyone working all over the place. Yeah. You know, like who knew? No one would have probably come to that conclusion without the pandemic, honestly. You being a mother of young kids who still need your attention, you're able to work from home. Me, I've been in Korea. By the time we leave, it'll be two years. I mean, and I've been with this company this whole time. I've been promoted within this company. You do not have to settle as a military Mm -mm. spouse. Become your own business owner. I love how our military installation that we live next to has a Facebook group for military spouse small businesses. And they get to to sell their product or service to other mill spouses. And honestly, like I would rather buy something that I'm going to buy or do something that I was already going to do and, and do it through a mill spouse because that's helping our community. That's creating relationships. That's, you know, making the military family stronger, mm-hmm. which is ultimately what us and our company that we work for VA claims insider is all about it's building stronger military families and veteran families. Yeah. Yeah. I know that when I started my Etsy shop, I don't have it anymore. Just got a little bit too busy, but when I did start it, I started it. Yes. Because I you know, definitely the income factor, but also because I loved what I was doing. I was making wreaths anyway. I was, I love to paint. I love to be creative. So I used that to kind of have a side hustle a little bit because I was working part-time. I, at the, at the time I didn't have any kids, you know, and then when I was postpartum, I needed something to keep me busy while the baby was napping and whatever. So I started it back up, but yeah, it's just there. The opportunities are honestly endless these days with the with the like amount of companies that support small businesses like Etsy like you know blogs you know freelance photographers or writers you know there's there's so there's so much so utilize it you know it might be it might be scary you know I I definitely know when I started my Etsy shop I needed a lot of products and i I had to buy them to make the wreaths, you know, and to get the products up there. And that was scary. That was, you know, that was putting a lot of money and, you know, trust in the fact that people were actually going to buy. So it's definitely scary, but it was so worth it. And, and I, and I look back and I'm so glad that I did that. And one day maybe I'll do it again, but, you know, definitely, definitely got me through a lot of hard times mentally with the military, everything. You know, I, I transferred when, when we got out of the military, I was, I still had my Etsy shop open and I had to, you know, I worked in my dad's workshop. I, when we moved back in with my parents and I just, I had to figure yeah. it out, but that's the benefit of being your own boss is really the flexibility. And I would say, ultimately, I hope that's what everyone 
listening has gotten out of the podcast over the last 30, this will be now 33 episodes, is to invest in yourself. Get inspired. I hope that you've been inspired by what we've talked about. I hope that it has sparked conversations with you and your spouse and your family and friends. I hope that you have just gained some more love for yourself and realize that you can do this. You can do this. It gets hard sometimes as military spouses. Like we have hard times, but you can do this. I just want to leave you guys with thank you for listening and thank you for being a part of our community for this journey. And I hope that we get to talk to you guys again soon. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening and interacting with us and yeah, just thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for everything to all of our listeners, military spouse or otherwise. Mm -hmm. We wish you nothing but the best. Stay strong. Yes. And I guess with that being said, from our house to yours, see you soon. Have a great summer. Bye, Bye everyone. <laughs> Mill Spouse House is brought to you by VA Claims Insider. Let's face it, the VA claims process is a pain. Many veterans struggle for years trying to increase their ratings or even get rated at all. Most are not getting the compensation they deserve. Here at VA Claims Insider, we've supported more than 15,000 veterans to win their claims and increase their ratings. Now it's your turn. Schedule your free VA claim discovery call with one of our team members by going to vacifree30.com linked in our show notes. You'll learn what gaps you need to fill to speed up your claim and increase your rating.